AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Room like this nigga. That's why I said great, man. Man, yeah, crazy. they had to hit me with the uh, breathing tube get to get to open up my lungs. I went to anaphylactic. Anaphylactic shock is when your when your uh, windpipe and shit close, close up. up. So they had to put a tube down your throat. Yeah, that's one way the motherfucker gonna tell me. Yeah, man, Chico went surgery. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. No, so they had to put a tube down your shit and open and that open bitch it back up. up. Yeah. You a little damn over a pretzel. One piece of pretzels, now. That's it, and that's all it takes. So like I said, for me, it's different. Now, I got growing up with food allergy, Slim, like I don't, it's so much shit I ain't never had. Niggas be like, nigga, you ain't never had a Reese's Snickers? Right. No. You ain't missing uh, shit. Yeah, you ain't, ain't never shit. had a Snickers? No, nigga. They delicious little motherfucker, but you ain't miss shit. No, they not. Yeah, You'll be singing it so hard to say goodbye. Right. You know what It's so hard to say goodbye, nigga. Hell nah. Fuck that. Fuck them peanut butter cups. Nah, nigga. Fuck peanut butter in general, nigga. I'm, that's, I'm beefing with that motherfucker. Nah, you can't even fuck with peanut butter brown women. No, that's different. Oh. That's different. Oh. I don't even know why you would just do that like that. that I, it hit my mind. I'm about to say, you going to fuck with white women? That's crazy. No, nah, I don't hell do that. Oh, that's really that's dark. nuts, too. You got to be the chocolate. No, chocolate. That's nuts. That's all I can do. Oreo. That's all I can do. I can do that. 
Yeah, Jay Wynn, I think it's time for you to play us some pimping, man. Uh oh. Mm. That's that's uh, that what he like. Yeah, he was whole that time we've been your, talking, that, that nigga been over that motherfucker like the whole time we've been talking, that nigga been like, this nigga don't respect me. I'm about to drop this zoom on this nigga. Uh, what's that? That's that Commodore stuff. Commodore sample, zoom. Oh, yeah. That's my shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's back when Lionel Richie had the streets unlocked. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, that nigga was the coldest. You feel me? You killed that shit. That's the type of shit we be on over here, man. We just be vibing and shit, yeah. just trapped out. Come on, get it in. I'm y'all doing it for many moons. Come on. Oh yeah, we've been doing this podcast shit before niggas knew what a podcast was. Fact. We really kind of defined what it was, you know, Fact. for urban podcasts, because it wasn't a whole lot of people Fact. out here. And everybody else really... just follows suit. Come on. You know, it's like, you Nigga know, it's like, it get in where you fit in. Mm. Nigga you know, there's a need. Yeah. Black people have voices, and we need to discuss yeah. certain topics. Uh. In certain capacities. Nigga wants you know, We need some niggas like us nigga who gonna talk that shit and bring it real. Nigga then we need some niggas out here giving bad relationship mm. advice. <laughs> then we need some ladies giving their point of view on niggas giving bad relationship mm. advice. Yeah. Then we need some niggas and some women giving collective mm. bad advice. Right. Then we gotta see some people who spiritually uplift us. Right. Some black positivity. Mm. Some motherfuckers mm. who entertain us. Some people who gonna tell us how to eat better and get this money. It's all type of lanes that black people need to be in. And we in ours. Come out. Yeah. That's why we can move and do what we wanna do, because we ain't worried about what nobody else doing. Yeah. It's enough for everybody to get started. Yes. In certain ways. But we gotta bring the integrity back. And we gotta make sure that everybody got the resources that they need to be successful. Mm. Come on. And that's the whole point of this platform right here. That's why we don't just be bringing everybody through here and we really focus right now on bringing nothing but ghetto legends. Mm. Now people feel like the people said you supposed to been here. Who started? I should, I and then we look here. up and I see you doing all these other podcasts and I took that person and I hit you and I said, Nick. He did take it first. Don't yeah. go on nobody else shit without coming to the trap. He, he called me one o'clock in the morning. You see this shit? Do you see this shit? I'm like, bro, my eyes closed. What you talking about? I'm like, he must be doing a favor <laughs> for somebody because we really know this nigga. Come on. Hey, I told you, since I've been trying to get over here. First of all, this shit is in the trap. Y'all nigga, it took me what, over an hour Come to on. get to Ain't nobody tell you to be way the fuck Come out on. there where you at? Where? No, no. Where we at? Mm -hmm. Where way you the fuck out there. We definitely way the fuck out there. You know what I mean? Where we shoot that. Where yeah, all the way. Ain't no way they charge you to go way out there. They had to ask you for a favor, because that's fucking far. Nigga, it's far. What happened to Tyler Perry, man? We ain't fucking, we ain't shooting that Tyler Perry. Nigga, that's the most popular motherfucking uh, studio to shoot at in Atlanta. This motherfucker's booked up for years. Shit. Marvel and all of them motherfuckers shoot over there. Tyler, I talked to Tyler, that nigga said, nigga, I can't even shoot my own shows over here. We can't do Center Stage no more? Center Stage. Center Stage? Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't big enough. And then, you know, they have venues, so they got yeah. shows and shit. Like, yeah. you got to block that shit out for a month. That shit. That was the latest. We were talking about that shit the other day. I said, We had a whole fucking club in the We had a room. party yeah. after every episode. That shit was like a I club. Used to do, I used boy. to do that shit, too. I just. 
liabilities. It's just like, I was it like, it wasn't happening. happening. Yeah. And then he started them scoring. Not that, not that particular year. I mean, I'm just saying in general, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like, all it takes is one motherfucker to do something. Yeah, yeah. 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 All the way. But if you want to be technical, that was the latest. Oh, the most. We got a very special ghetto legend in here with us today. Yeah. He got a long list of credits. He has long literally list. done everything that a nigga can do right. in life. Right. This man has an amazing life. He has at least 30 jobs. Right. Uh, very entertaining. Right. It gave all of us the opportunity to be better niggas. Right. So it's an honor and a privilege to have none other than then who? Nick Cannon oh, in the trap. All the way, all the way, man. Man, it's about fucking time. God damn, OG, you told y'all was coming. You know, we would leave work together. That's what we just did today. I asked him. We was on set. You know, I mean, we was walking off at the last show. I said, Nick, man, when you come to do the podcast? He was like, man, let's do it. Let's shut it up. You know when a nigga get the high pitch voice, you know this nigga. When he get the high pitch voice, I'm like, oh, he really coming. First of all, you don't have shit to worry about on the 85 South show. Every time you go on the podcast, you say some crazy shit that gets the internet all riled up. I'm probably gonna say some crazy shit here too. Alright, well fuck it. That's on you. We're gonna go viral. It's on you. That's what we do, man. This shoot, this suit loud as hell. Yeah, you know, I'm loud. That's why I don't give a fuck. I ain't never give a fuck. I, I, I just want to know. God damn, OG, please, man. You don't like my shit? I do. I do because I got to go work tomorrow. But why do you have you wear them shades? You, you wear a lot of shades, but them These are, are your the, favorite. My YSLs, I love these shits, but I'm going to tell you because it's, it's, it's like when, you know, it's Clark Kent and Superman. Right. Like, this is really the low-key look. This is I got to be up at 5 in the morning. This is late at night. Turban, star shades. But... I look different when I get paid millions of dollars on TV. Facts. So this is this is just this is the cover up shit. Where but I just you wear them chilling. on TV too. But I, when you don't see me with glasses on, that's when I'm getting paid the most. Uh, okay. So when you got glasses shit, on, that that means you don't really yeah, want to do it. Yeah, this the mascot. This the you know. You only keep the bag. You only can see my got. eyes when you're giving me millions of there dollars. There it is. The rest of you niggas is, <laughs> is under suspicion. <laughs> I don't know who this is I'm talking to. I might be asleep under these motherfuckers. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, we didn't, you know, it's so crazy to have you here, man. Because like I said, we came in this shit a decade ago. Like, and we this was, crazy. like, me and Lowe's talk all the time, like, just about that position that we was in and just in life at that time. Niggas right. was. Bro, I'm talking about just broke, bro. I'm I remember sending fifty, sixty dollars home and shit. Like, so for you being a person that you know, like you said, gave us an opportunity to be better niggas. Like, was that your intention yeah, for the man. whole time, or was it just like a something that you just was doing because, like you said, you a nigga that know how to get millions of dollars on television? I know. That's why. I, shoot, I built the platform for to give niggas opportunity. 
Like even when I, the early seasons, when it was Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, D-Ray, Atheon, like I was just to be like, look, I was on, I was doing movies and music and shit, but, and I had the, the relationship at Viacom, so I just was like, yo, let me create something to, to put the squad on, and it just started working. So it was even by the time y'all came around, it was, that, that's, that's the MO, you know what I mean? Like we just gotta make sure, and we just keeping our eye out for cats who, you know, really had the sauce and really had the work ethic right. to, I mean, look what y'all built, y'all built, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's the beauty of it all. When you get, when you say, yo, it's a lot out there to go get and motherfuckers really pay attention and go get it. But that's what it's here for. But the thing is, though, like you had the show and it went away, and you didn't have a necessity to bring it back. You didn't nah, need it. Nah. So what? That's what I'm saying as far as what made you want to bring like the to, to, to go that route again. Yeah, man. I was I was at the crib. I was married. I was chilling. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be honest. I was, I had to start because I started paying attention to the, the battle rap world, and I would see cats like Khan and Clips and Hitman. And I just became a fan of it. And I was like, yo, that's that's really what we used to do on Wildin' Out. But they took it and really just culturified it all the way and took took it took it to a whole new new level with the the level of talent and even how how authentic and grimy it was. I mean, obviously niggas been battle rapping since, you know, cool. the Cold Cush brothers yeah. and Cool Mo D and all, you know, Treacherous Three, but the when when we put it out there in the earlier seasons of Wild and Out, we made it fun and you know it was me and Kanye and you know like it was really on some like paying homage to like the backpack type shit. And then they took battle rap culture and like turned it into something. And then shit after that, I was like, yo, I should I should do this again with a whole new generation. And I was inspired by that. I was like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it again, I'm gonna flip it like this. Yeah. Uh, and I was all I was you know. I was running the, the teen division at Nickelodeon at the time, so I was already over there. And even at one point, I was thinking like, like, let me just do like a wildin' out for teenagers or for kids, like on some more educational type stuff. So then I kind of stopped developing that. And I was like, I'm gonna just bring it back. And thank God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Boy, appreciate you for that. Nigga. Yeah, God, damn. And then that's what we did. We brought mm -hmm. that shit back. I mean, shit. But see, I and like y'all two was on, you know, the first iteration, and then. Yeah, you know. two T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, two yeah, T-shirt, yeah. two T-shirt, uh, uh, the twenty-five cent bag of chips. Yeah, they, but you know what though? Like now, being there and being, you know, one of the well, how many of us left? It's just me, you, like five, E Man, and, and Khan, Khan, right? From that, That's from it. that original season five. How many people was there? Four. Hmm. Yeah, it's four. It's yeah. only four of us. From Shit, that it was more. Season. Last time we took a picture, it was more than four people. Motherfuckers, just. <laughs> This is be disappearing. Yeah, but it's like that process then, like I use that as an example all the time because that was like gladiator school. Hell yeah. In regards to the time that we came in, it's like it's different now because, you know, the, the platform has grown and it took on a life of its own. But when right. we came in, Corey and them niggas was like, nigga, fuck is this nigga, yeah. nigga? And you had to prove yourself in a way to where it wasn't, it wasn't no writers. It wasn't nobody yeah. to help you. It was right. just... Niggas and comedians was looking at y'all like, from like, especially like Spanky. Yo, I was, yeah, we, boy, you remember that shit? Yeah, they, I mean, for real, bro. Like, it was they crazy. Really, they really like, didn't fuck with y'all niggas? Nah, they was like, man, who are these niggas? Yeah, I wouldn't say, not not in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but their opinion never mattered. If you really gonna gauge 
what you about to do off of what a nigga like that say. Right. That, that ain't <laughs> never been my MO. Right. Them niggas that. ain't never impressed me. <laughs> this nigga here. And then this nigga came in and took their whole energy <laughs> and started doing the same shit. He hate all the new niggas too. <laughs> Who is there to like? Right. You can't name a nigga in there that I was wrong about. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like nobody. Nigga, they, they not likable people. <laughs> You just be finding, you found a random nigga with a towel on his head. <laughs> that nigga was, he was, uh, no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was Before terrible. It was called TikTok. It was called Musically. Hey, man, you, you should have left his ass Google on that. I tell no, you that. No, no, I no. talking about what? It was a kid. He was a young boy. <laughs> I don't shit. know what the fuck it was. Told, uh, I forgot what his name was. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, man? man. Oh, that, the Christian. That was the yeah, nigga. Yeah. Do you see how you don't yeah. even remember the nigga name? That's what I'm talking about. You should have left his ass on that app. Nigga, Lowe's don't like you. Oh, man, he can't you on the goddamn app. Your is tying a towel around your head. Hey, that nigga was, and now he used to do some weird shit. He used to like put his legs behind his head. Why are you yeah. impressed by shit like that? <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you why. This nigga is an asshole, bro. Like that this should nigga, not no, fuck that. That should not be enough to be on wildin' out. No, you gotta understand. This nigga, I learned the first workshop how much of an asshole this nigga was at his core. Like, people see the nigga, that glass and shit, like, whoever up under there, that's who that nigga really is. Like, nigga, we in the workshop the first day. The first day, we walking around and shit, or everybody walking around, this nigga got a shocker. <laughs> you see how he laughed like a Batman villain? Like, like this shocking motherfucker? Bruh, nigga was trying to play, he was game. trying to play a game where you sit in a death row electric chair. Right. And you wrap a rap. dog collar around your neck, nigga. And if you, and if fuck, you up, fuck up the rap, they shock your neck. I'm like, bro, what the fuck did I sign up for? I don't know if I want to make it this bad. This thing. That like, was funny as fuck. See? Why they go through with it? Because the standards of practice, they didn't want niggas to get hurt and shit like that. I'm glad you found me on the app. I bring my audition. He said, shit, just do something. It was funny. I'm like, what you want me to do? He's like, I don't know, nigga, do something. I'm like, shit. If I wouldn't, if I, I, everyone ain't going to be gold. It's some fool's gold out there. This nigga was already proven by the time he got on Wild nobody, Nobody gave me a shot like how he said. He said, I remember it was you, Nye, and Shelby. At Atlanta Comedy Theater, nigga. And they was in the, you know, Nye giving him producer look. Shelby just being Shelby. Bro, I didn't even. Just do something. I didn't even have a wildin' out audition. Nigga outside, just, outside, outside, outside talking shit, shit about. Outside. I was like, who's this nigga in the motherfucking old school talking shit about niggas? Bring that nigga inside. And that's what we got. That's, that's crazy. Nigga, that's I, we, still the same niggas to this day. I, I met this nigga. That's how he got his shot. Two <laughs> years ago. Man, all y'all niggas is terrible. He you don't everybody do terrible. You ugly. They don't like you. You too old. I right. was on them niggas' ass. Listen, I met this nigga two years before Wildin' Out even came back. He right. was doing a Fresh Faces of Comedy show yep. in New York at Gotham Comedy Club, and Dolly was working with yeah. him at the same time. Pete Davidson. Me, Pete, and all us came. You and, are a new Pete. Yeah, I've been new Pete. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But um, I came to do the show. And when I came in to do the show, the white man that owned the club was like, yeah, I don't know who you are, bro. So you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck type shit is this? Right. Bro, so one I, day Pete sent me a message said, man, I would call you, but I don't have a phone. <laughs> Recently? 
That was the last time I talked to him. <laughs> he said I would call you, but I don't have a phone. He damn sure said it. Why the That's fuck he said it? I don't know, but you know, I didn't even know if I should respond. Or if he was gonna get it. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know what he sent it on. Right. <laughs> but so I'm I nervous as a motherfucker, right? So I'm like, man, everything that I thought I was gonna say, this man just told me I can't say. Right. So I go outside, my creative process always, you know, I duck off, talk to myself. So I'm right. outside walking around in a circle talking to myself. This nigga pull up, him and Dorian, pull up, see me outside talking to myself, just look like, eh, New York. <laughs> Walk right in. I go on stage, do my set, I come off, he stopped me and say, hey man, you, you just was outside making all that shit you just talked about up just now, wasn't you? Because I just was talking about what just happened. Right. Like I got on stage and talked about the white man telling me I couldn't do my jokes. And right. You let a white man tell you you couldn't I do your jokes? I didn't know joke? no better. <laughs> I didn't Boy, know no better. Y'all niggas disappoint no, me. I'm over there to rip I've been doing comedy for two years at that time. Fuck. And I'm going up to New York for the first time, not doing this. This, you know, this nigga here, boy. Boy, that crazy. This nigga here is. Man, what type of shit is Gargamel that? off the oh, first That's the shit you should have said. That's what I said when I got on stage. You should have said everything he told you not to say. That would have ripped that nigga, motherfucker. It's so talented. And that's what I recognize. He nigga, yeah, he stopped him. Freestyled and, and rocked that motherfucker. Man, he let a white man tell him not to. <laughs> he ain't gonna let that go. No, I mean, it's, hey, at least I'm... That motherfucker might have been Puerto Rican. That's that's been, what, no, he was a, he was a white man. Not to say. See, like I said, I'm, I'm still like learning. You. I'm learning the comedy game. How the fuck game? you gonna be a comedian and you went prepared for this shit all week and then the motherfucker say, hey, brilliant. don't say that. This nigga acting like a nigga, like I took a white man told me not to say nothing the last weekend. Nigga, that was in 2010. I was doing white. open like, mics in Greensboro, yeah. North Carolina. Like, nigga. Nigga. The yeah. only fuck is wrong with you? And he, he wanted the opportunity. Yeah, and I came up and did the shit, nigga. I get off stage. Nick was like, man, was you just making all that up? I was like, yeah, man. He said, man, keep doing that. I'm around some of the best in the game. They can't do what you just did. Really? And then we went to I don't know if you remember this. We went to Six Flags the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dolly was crying. Yeah, shit. we went to Six Flags the next day. She was scared of roller coasters. Yeah, she was scared of roller coasters. This nigga made her get on a roller coaster. This is an asshole, bro. I've seen this nigga at his core. So, I'm you a terrible I'm, person I'm, like that. I'm yeah, just like nigga. You made me eat a fish. What you mean, just like me? Yeah. Man, no. You terrible, nigga. Nigga just called you uh, Gargamel. I can't even. I don't want to hear that shit. He got a white man talking about this shit. What the? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm evil. Yeah, that's the case. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I, I'm watching you at that time. Mind you, I'm an all the way nobody. I'm just a nigga that's with a nigga that's with a nigga at that time. <laughs> with but too we, many niggas. No, it was yeah. I was the last nigga. I'm with. I, we just I'm, met with I'm with the assistant of the assistant, nigga. I'm like, ooh, Ain't I'm no just, seat. Stay let me let me stay back here so I don't overstay my welcome. I don't want to, you know, do too much. So I'm watching him just as observing, and I'm seeing him go, you know, he VIP and everybody, they yelling on the speaker, don't hang over the rails, and people going crazy trying to take pictures and shit. And I'm looking like, man, this is what success looks like in this game. Right. Can I deal with this shit? And at that point, I was like, yeah, nigga, I can deal with this shit. And, you know, at that point, I was like, nigga, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That is just the, the craziest shit I ever seen with this nigga. A white lady handed him a baby and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was before the kid. I'm telling you, this, <laughs> we was out somewhere and the lady just handed this nigga a baby. And he was like, who the fuck baby is this? <laughs> white baby? A white baby. I know that picture. And it wasn't mine. 
No, this pissed you off. You had that white lady. That no, white I was lady. like, man, this. I, I didn't even know shit like this happened in America. <laughs> I ain't never seen that shit before. Where was we? Where was y'all at? Trust the black man with your baby. Where was y'all at? Man, I don't, it must have been on one of them tour shows or something. Where was on tour? She was fan. Yeah, she wasn't just coming to give me a baby, nigga. Was, How late is tour? What that? What, what that first. But people ask me all the time, what's the joke that went too far? Like have, in the whole history of while in there, the one that went, I don't, I don't think there is one that went too far. Niggas done been talk, talked about me dying. Niggas done talked about my baby mama. It's like I, I don't but really give that's, a shit. That's I got, one of the I things. Can't, I got a thick skin. You can't say nothing to really. That's what me. I always give you credit for. One of the main things that I give you credit for in our journey, you know, being you know people that you gave an opportunity to. A lot of niggas that's in your position to give you the opportunity to stand back and see what you do. Yeah. And just let you go out and just, you know, so a nigga not attached to it. Like, oh, he's some shit? Ah, well, I mean, hey, <laughs> right, you right. know what I mean? Catch you when I catch you. But you stood beside us the whole time and allowed time. us to use a nigga that was already a superstar. Yeah. You know, it let us come up in that regard. That's, 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 talk about me. That's true generational wealth. I right. just want to see niggas win. I mean, yeah. That's what know. it is. I mean, if you really say you about it. for 10 years. Hey, hey. And y'all that took it beyond television. You feel me? Yeah. We created this energy from, from being over there. Hell yeah. You Movies and fucking record labels, all that shit. Y'all killing it. Call, you, 85 stuff ain't a record label yet? Yeah. How about to say? Yeah, yeah. we ain't going to be a terrible rapper. Yeah, yeah. We about to say three terrible rappers. <laughs> Three terrible rappers. Fuck it. Hey, huh. hey. Some niggas we believe in. That, that's you know, all I'm not getting no terrible rapper. Fuck it. Everybody else do it. We ain't getting no terrible rapper. Who gonna invest the money? You gonna invest your part of the money? I ain't doing it. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna cut that shit off and tell that go home. <laughs> Cause you gifted though. No. Like you want somebody to be able to do see, shit at your the same level kind of terror. No, 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 no. See, no. we the same kind of terror. See how you start off? That's yeah. his goal. We gonna find some terrible niggas. <laughs> no, hell no. We can find some niggas that can at least got talent that wanna do this shit. He like, no. no. Let's find some motherfuckers who don't even care about this shit. Right. <laughs> what? And then he just gonna That's talk all that, that shit, shit to me and this nigga <laughs> and just do exactly what he said this nigga been doing for 10 years. So find you, some you terrible niggas. Terrible niggas. He played, dude, that's the Jedi mind trick shit. You know what I'm saying? See, you really saying that's what I've been doing is finding <laughs> terrible niggas. What? You saying some niggas that can't even rap better than me and Chico? Nigga, name them. <laughs> Y'all niggas do more than rap, though. Oh, man, I want to hear that shit. just dedicate their life to that shit. That's what it is. Y'all dedicated your life to being well, bigger than rap. We didn't dedicate our life to shit. This is part of what we do. But this is your life. Nah, this is just like one what night and night. What you dedicated your life to, Lo? Pimping. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't know this shit. The Mac and, and the pimping is what uh, got me in the game. Talk to it him. was the gift of gab. You the instigator and the motivator. If I couldn't convince these motherfuckers that I'm better than what they thought I was, none of this shit exists. The rejuvenator. I pimped this whole situation. If they second guess you, then use a hater. They come think on. this show is about a fucking interstate. Uh. Yeah. Nigga, what? come on. You act <laughs> like you don't see the pimping. Nah, nigga, I've been seeing it. They done fucked up and let me get a whole building with the square footage with security. Uh. Ain't no telling you know, what really happened. They start pulling on their shit. <laughs> this is it. Look at the couch. Yeah. Okay. They could have got a new one. No, clean that one. Because uh. we bringing them but ghetto royalty through here. Uh. We want niggas to feel like they at their auntie house. Uh. Right. Come on, man. You pimping the game. Look at this floor. You undedicated to life, too. We ain't even done yet. 
Uh. They was about to put a Walmart over here, but we told them no. This supposed to be in Walmart. Come huh? on, man. Yeah, no, hey, I don't do that. I don't have them people coming back Walmart. over here and be like, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. We were supposed to put a Walmart right there. Y'all scared of Walmart. Crazy. I didn't even know it. Yeah, you got that? Look, I don't look. No disrespect. We ain't scared of Walmart. I won't let a white man tell me. over Target and the rest of the motherfuckers. You feel what I'm saying? That's all this. We'll rap about that later. Yeah, we'll rap about that. Hey, man, welcome back to the 85 South Show. Today we are welling out with none other than Nick Cannon, the most controversial nigga in the game. People only look at the good shit that he do and they ignore all the controversial shit that he be doing. You gotta be likable, though. Every time you look up, he in some shit. As long as they like you, they'll, they'll forgive you. Nick, you be wildin' though. I say, wildin' out. You be flirting with TMZ ladies and shit. You can't just be out here saying this kind of shit, Nick. You do it. No, but nigga, you Nick, though. You be having, you be doing the most. They give a fuck about you. I'm in a comfortable position in my career where I can say shit and don't nobody give a fuck. You say the wrong shit, it's on the news in the morning. <laughs> they canceling deals. Can't nobody drink Sprite no more and shit. <laughs> Man, Don't never gauge your life off the shit I do. <laughs> you are way more successful than me. I should never be the gauge in your decision making. But uh, you always tell me you said, yo, just hire you to pay, pay you to just keep a real nigga around. And I guess you found some other niggas. I was not suggesting nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the why you listen wrong. That ain't you elevated beyond that position. Now you gotta hire real niggas to be around you to keep you solid and thorough. Hey, I am not there yet, Nick. I am the real nigga in my life. I take all the heat for my own decisions. Hey, you but should. your ass, you out here just fucking going crazy in real life, nigga. I mean, I'm enjoying it though. You probably shit doing. How many TV shows are you now? Shit, I stopped counting. You stopped counting. So what's the most exciting TV show? I know it's out. I mean, I love Wild and Out. That's my baby. But you just uh, saying that because we on. I seen how happy you be on that Mad Singer shit. You smile yeah, the, the check whole. Check is a lot bigger. You like be that. smiling the whole I fucking smile time. I take these goddamn glasses off. See, <laughs> that's the shit. Nah, I love the nigga. You really care about the accent? I remember you was doing America's Got Talent, nigga. That nigga dressing room looked like the stage we shoot on. I was like, God damn, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. What's the most exciting? Like, lift his that? arms up for a motherfucker to come fit him for a suit while he's standing right there. I said, yo, they put his clothes man, the nigga went like this. That's, he was like, what's up, Shane? <laughs> and a motherfucker came and dressed this nigga. I said, oh, shit. That's money, money. Bro, this shit different all the way. That's uh, money, money. So what you, what you say is the most exciting show for you then? Uh, Ever? I mean, I got to say it's wildin' out. That's just real wow. shit. That's the most freedom. I mean, one, because I run it. Right. And I can pretty much do whatever I want to do. And I created it. Right. Like from working on the logo to making all the beats to creating the games to picking the cast. Like, and then for it to be, nigga, we got restaurants now. We got board games. Right. It's a franchise. We got motherfucking tours and travel all over the world. Like, I, I haven't done that in any other capacity. You know what I mean? Like when, when you take something that started in here and then it literally becomes an iconic legacy for decades. Right. Yeah. That's a motherfucking motherfucker. I use Wild and Out, Wild and Out as a blueprint for every show and everything that I go on. Cause I always say, well, I know Wild and Out from when it first came on, it was rough. 
I mm. caught the end part of the gladiator school, nigga. Yeah. When I found out y'all niggas was friends, I was like, damn, Carlos done left me by myself. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the thing, man. It's crazy you say that, Fly, because <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a level of talent, man, that... that you gotta have to do that shit to the level that it gotta be done at. And when you came, 
it was different. Like when we first met, that's the first thing you said when we came, did me and this nigga downstairs in the lobby, reminiscing like nigga, we back again and they gave us another one. This nigga come downstairs and say, yeah, what's up nigga? So you'd have met your real friend and left me, huh? I'm like, <laughs> oh, you a wild nigga in real life. What's up with you, Slim? But that's the type of shit that you could feel where a nigga gonna be able to blend into that environment because right. that shit, like this nigga come do the show and then this nigga, would, at that time he was leaving and going to shoot America's Got Talent right after. Yeah. And so it was us that was creating the environment that right. you come into. And we had to fight to be able to establish. Like, they was trying to give me three shows my first season. They was like, yeah, you're here for three. But they've been lying on me since I first walked in the building. Oh, I remember that situation that happened with you. Yeah. <laughs> what happened with you? As soon as we got to the set, bro, the people who put the lights in the, yeah. in the ceiling, uh -huh. they were smoking a, a joint. And they thought it was me. They blamed Carlo. Really? Yeah. Bro, we just walked in the building. These motherfuckers been smoking all day. That's crazy. Damn. Been handed out for you. They been handed out for me. Yeah, they, they scared of you. Little, literally, was the biggest shit I've ever been on, and I use it as a baby. Like, can't nobody even say nothing bad about Wild and Out. I do no, no sour shit about Wild and Out because we use it as a platform and we use it as a solid foundation to see how we know how a successful TV show works. Not only do we know how a successful TV show works, the energy that we have cultivated over the years. Yeah. Like I said, when we what first I love got there, it, it was right. like it get to show motherfuckers how much shit you can actually do. Right. As a talent. Yeah. Right. Because you have to do a lot of shit that don't have shit to do with shit you might do, especially if you're in the music a, or you fuck with the comedy or you right. fucking, you know, you're a comedian and you have to fuck with the music. But it actually became a, a, a workspace where people was looking forward to go to. Yeah. Like, all right, why not call you? They called you too. All right, bitch, I mean, we got two weeks to go to LA. Bitch, to go shoot this shit. Have fun with the bros. Go up here and talk some shit. That's what it is. And we gone. It's just you know fun. what I'm saying? Like it ain't even that like shit was it, different it, it at the time though. Like remember them, remember them times where we was waiting on them. I remember I ain't gonna say say the name on here because I don't know if they what it was the old regime. They might be working for somebody else now. But <laughs> we was waiting on them them pickup notices. Oh you yeah. would be waiting, nigga. You be oh yeah. You ain't never had to wait on no pickup notice. Nigga, yes I did. Which, why not? Nigga, you, you had to. The they they was. Worried about whether that they was gonna replace you every season. Well, I mean, we had to. Is the show coming back? Is it? Is, oh, did the yeah. entire show get picked up? Oh, of course. But that see, the, the our pickup notice was after they had already knew the show right, was coming right, back. Right, right. Like yeah. you had already be like, yeah, we coming back. on number one. In three weeks, then pass. You like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Waiting right. for the call. They're waiting for the call. Like that shit was different, but in a sense of. We are, that's what made us love it so much in my in my opinion because we really had to work. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no, you know what I mean? There was no leeway. There was no olive branch in regards to, you know, what you do when you get on that stage. Like when them lights turn on. And mind you, and I want to ask you this: like, how was it different for you? Because, in my opinion, you you've surrounded yourself with some with talent that you'll always be able to say, man, I. I found that person, but you have it. Do you ever had a pressure coming up and performing the way that we feel when we get them emails when we on the show? Does it does Hell it affect yeah, you the same I way? I want to keep the brand going. You know what I mean? Now there's an expectation, and even when it comes to like, I don't even like saying like, yo, I, I found that person. All right, I put that person on. Really, it's the platform that I created that allowed y'all to take it. I think I mean, Cat Williams even said that shit the best. He was like, wilding out is like a diving board. He was like. 
It's niggas that's gonna come and jump on that motherfucker and do flips and right. do some Olympic shit right. and soar. And there's gonna be some motherfuckers that come bounce on that motherfucker and fall the fuck off. Right. So it's like, long as I keep it stable enough for niggas to continue to launch, right. Right. then that's what we that, appreciate. It's, it's, the, it's the community pool. It's niggas cap. come come jump off and, and soar with that shit. Well, I ain't gonna cap. I be telling people all the time I put you on because I know you would never say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, bro, my big homie. When I came in the game <laughs> and we did that first season, Nick was he was through with it. I when you like, start doing comedy, man, nineteen. Could you an old young nigga? <laughs> no, I started doing comedy in 05. You a young nigga. I'm old. But you carry yourself like an old nigga, but... I was raised around... I'm from Mississippi, so I'm automatically 60. So you, you came out yeah, of your so. womb at 37. Yeah, it was... You're old nigga when you so came you old, out, you nigga. Old like me. Yeah, I'm yeah. old, yeah. yeah. All, everybody was old. I grew up around my great-grandma and my yeah. real granddaddy. Ain't talking about my real, my like, real granddad. Y'all got that old nigga card. I got to see, I got to see my family. But my granddaddy could have been even greater, but he never had no draws that fit. All his draws was too big. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> wait, but he never. Did you want him to have the tight? No, I'm just saying. Like some days you go over my granddaddy's house and he'll answer the door in his drawers. That's what granddaddies do. And it was like, granddaddy, if your drawers was the right size, ain't no telling what you could achieve. <laughs> you just never had a real I fair think all chance. Granddaddies had baggy drawers. Yeah. I think they only made boxes in one size back nah, then. These, 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 these ain't even boxes. boxes. These are just drawers. I said, well, this boy, he's 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 Saggy ass, da 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 da. Yes, just oh, really yeah, yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah. He nah. could have been great. These yeah. draws were at least nigga three sizes too big. Should have cupped his draws. Nigga. I don't know. I don't even fit his waistline. I'm from the That's city. I don't saying. know my granddaddy. I ain't never met that nigga. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was not raised around him. My daddy this was. nigga had a tough life, man. <laughs> man, that nigga. Hey, listen. People think that nigga think he all jokes. That nigga done been through some shit. Oh, he got some real gangsters or like shooting. Yeah, you know, I mean, that but that right ain't, there. that ain't, that's the, that's the beauty of being. You're going to blow his cover. Oh, sorry. Nah, nah. nah this nigga a real one. Nah, you know, it's, it's, that's the, that's the, the beauty of being in this position. Like, to get to this is the escape yeah. all of that shit. Like, right. I just did a show in, in D.C. at the MGM, and I went back through my old neighborhoods just to show, like, it's different now. Yeah. Gentrified Fuck now. Whole but, Foods over there? Oh, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of white people waiting on it, but. <laughs> For me, it's like I don't, I've escaped that environment, yeah. but I'm of the environment. Yeah. But when you really of it, you don't got to walk around like, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to walk around like you the toughest nigga or you with nothing. Proudly, man. Yeah, nah, nigga, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't beat the game, Slim. Like, <laughs> when I had to wake up every day and be outside without a choice. Nigga, like, what? That's not, that's not something that, you know, I, I'm proud that I was able to get out of it, but yeah. I'm also not like, yeah, nigga. Guess what I did before? <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck all that. But yeah. the thing is, for me, getting to a position where we at now, is like I look back on coming into that slot or that diving board, like you said, with nothing. Right. Yeah. And like really me and this nigga, man, like we came in together and he said some shit to me at our audition. Uh, that our, our first workshop when we was doing that last audition, that group audition that we yeah, did. See who that nigga came up and said something to me that rang, rings true to this day. Some of the realest shit ever. Like, this nigga walked up to me because we knew each other prior. He was like, right. man, I don't know what these niggas great do, but we great get on TV. 
And I've been telling you that them niggas been garbage since even before y'all nigga hit me. That's what I've been saying. I've never changed. Everyone. You know, All of them. You, you been the same Kobe, nigga since. Kobe Bryant the of Cutler, the game. Nigga. Kobe Bryant. Fuck them. Put them on the court. This nigga don't like they no make it to He don't like none of the older niggas either. <laughs> He's like, he's the grab, but that's why the nigga What's the, the difference grab? between new garbage and old garbage? <laughs> the smell. Still garbage. The smell. The Still old garbage. garbage. Stink worse. Man, it's the old <laughs> garbage and new garbage. Like, tricky. Who do you fuck with other than these two niggas right here? What do you mean other than these two? You don't, don't need nobody. but two motherfuckers. <laughs> I already proved that. People who have a lot of See, friends don't is, have none. You came up in this stand-up game with a lot of niggas. You don't fuck with none of them? It's not that I don't fuck with them. But do you understand that these niggas look at what I do with my hard work and feel like I don't fuck with them? Because you don't. Nah, no, it's niggas, not even that. It's they had the same opportunity to be the these motherfuckers. But because, you know, y'all I mean, watch the other platforms and the mm -hmm. niggas be coming up with all of these conspiracy theories on the comedy hypes and all of that. Like, And it's like, it's, you, or whoever else got a podcast and, you know, trying to emulate what y'all done built, it's like a lot. there's a lot of people that feel like, yo, y'all the throne. Because they, they, they authentically don't fuck with each other. They not, you can't just well, get you on camera. You only fuck with two But this is what I'm saying. You can't just get on camera and pretend to be friends. People going to see through that shit. Right. Right. That's that why they shit. fuck with us. We don't always agree. Yeah. They be with the shit sometimes and I don't be with the shit sometimes. Nah. Sometimes the shit I be with, they be that's, like, Los, this your shit. That's, hey, that's real. That's, that's real that's, family, that's the family shit. But that exactly. comes from the environment that we come up out of, which, you know, being in Wild and Out. Like, when we came in, Nigga, what, what helped you me? You had to find a family. You gonna be by your motherfucker. To this still. day, I still do shit the same way I did when I came in in 2013. Nigga, I'm mm. ducked off over here. Because right. there's too much shit going on in the environment for me to be comfortable. Right. There's too many unnecessary conversations. <laughs> Niggas is eating lunch with the wild and out girls acting like they don't know them your hoes. It's like, <laughs> like, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never that understood made you choke, huh? That made you choke. You like, thought we weren't gonna bring it up, Nick? Like, crazy as hell. I don't. I never got it. Like, I've never got. Like, I've never understood. I've never understood it, bro. Like, I've never. I've never understood that type of. You know what I mean? Like, I always. I always had to find a niche to be comfortable because I don't. I don't do well in environments where I see shit going on. I'm. I'm. I'm different than him in the sense that I ain't got to yeah. say nothing. Right. I just see it and be like, that's crazy. And go this on about gonna my way. Gonna he going to say something. This nigga <laughs> like go on in a prayer. Like, <laughs> a, this nigga, nigga in the come out. Of prayer. And the, but he be great do the prayer. They be like, yeah, man, y'all do it great. Stop lying, nigga. <laughs> it was like, lose. I'm trying to motivate the young people. Man, fuck these niggas. They ain't going to be here next season. Why you give these internet niggas a chance? Why do you? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga be old and grumpy, boy. Yeah. That's what, boy. Fuck, man. Oh, he grumpy now. That nigga <laughs> young and grumpy, man. Why? 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 I, because I want to give people opportunities, Lo. Nick, I want to be. I want them Nick, to get on the are. diving board and soar. Nick, what is the criteria these days? <laughs> we have this conversation. No, what is the criteria? Every, every year. Fucking because you are lowering you the standards so far. You used to have to be good at something. You, nigga, this nigga came out. Don't use him. Stop that shit. That nigga is amazing. He's been in movies. Justina he can read. Justina came after y'all. I can read. 
What the fuck? <laughs> you can read. They got niggas now that can't even read. Don't they got some niggas that can't read? No, no kids. They can read. It's raw, man. I just heard them niggas read the other week. They can't read. I heard the nigga read. What he do? What he say? I don't even know what he's talking about. Paramount. The Paramount. Yeah. Nah, he not lying. Bullshitting. Not lying. Move. Yeah, he fucked. He fucked Paramount up. I'm talking about. Paramount. He had to. He had to walk. He had to walk through Paramount. Well, everybody like, can't read. Yeah, oh, Paramount. Right, shit, now you can't read. Your I'm brother just okay. I'm just asking. I'm just so they can know. So they can stop asking me. What's the criteria these days? Uh, to be fearless. Fearless. You like you? No, not like fearless. me. Not fearless. like me. You not fearless. like me. You gotta be, if you're gonna succeed on Wild Out, you gotta be fearless. If you're scared at any moment, you're gonna fail. You're gonna sink. You're gonna stumble off that motherfucking diving board. People think that shit is easy. You gotta you be make fearless. that shit look easy. And then People because they come in with the fearless, they chest out fearless. Right. As soon as it's crickets and they don't get no laughs, yeah. they get scared. Yeah. And that's it. And they, they ain't start going back second guessing they shit. Because they think this crowd is just gonna come in here and laugh at anything. These ain't fucking people who just train to laugh. Nah. Yeah. These yeah. are niggas who they really watch this the shit button. like they were watching the house. Nah, put that in the I ain't got no laugh that. track. Them niggas right. nah. laughing for real. And then real, them man. New York seasons. Yeah, they're gonna be like, huh? Yo. Niggas, Trash, yo, son. yo, shut the fuck up, son. Trash, hey, yo, nigga, I'm better than that nigga, B. Word. Right. You put me on. <laughs> For real, Slim. But that shit was fun, though. That I ain't gonna fun. hold you. Brooklyn that, them was back fun. in the day. Brooklyn was awesome. When we had the three level motherfucker on the yeah, side. Yeah, that was that stuff. Nigga, that, that motherfucking green room might have been my favorite. That's, shit. that's what I was gonna say. With, that, that, with, the, with the squirt, the squirt, the squirt, the squirt in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that the was one. Fresh. What that did, my DJ booth in the yeah. middle of that no, motherfucker? That shit was live. That shit was live, man. That was live. That A one, the A one was fucking that New York one, man. It got too it got too crazy. Niggas was coming from the club to the wild and out after party. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Line up. Niggas trying to get a cover charge to get into the motherfucking after we were doing that. I forgot. That's why there so many people in there. Yeah, niggas. People who had wristbands. So we had people in the crowd coming back there fucking with us. Yeah. I did not know that. I was like, whatever we doing, but this shit fuck. Hey, I got to ask you this, Nick. Like, what, <laughs> what's the reason? Like, because you do a lot of shit, and I be like, man, that nigga don't have to do that shit, but he really doing it. Right. For example, now I'm talking about the, the good part now, like, right, right. as far as the shit that you do. Like, we stay, like, they didn't, you know, we done had a transition this particular season. We shooting, and we staying at a, 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 a hotel, nigga. Damn near a motel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but you staying there. And it's like, like, bruh, why you, doing why you do that shit? Like, when we was on tour and we had to take showers at the Salvation Army, <laughs> and you was like, yeah, nigga, we going to this. I'm like, bruh, it's this nigga in the CIA. Like, why are you taking showers with us? <laughs> At the Salvation Army, I slip. try to keep it thorough, man. If y'all got to do it, I want to do it. Why I'm going to leave y'all? Like, nigga, I, I can be on my jet doing all that. Why, though? I want to yeah. fuck with y'all. But see, that's what I'm saying. But is it just to be able to see what it looks like to struggle? <laughs> like, so you don't <laughs> like, so you don't forget what it's like. <laughs> let me, let me, what is it? Let me, let me, let me say See what the poor people are doing. Let me make sure I never lose that part of the Salvation me. Army, man. Yeah. Cause we was on, I mean, that tour bus seat, like then that the nigga was go the get a full shit. body massage, get this dirt nigga, off. Nigga, we was having so much fucking fun that on that tour bus. That shit was fun though, man. Talking shit late at night, playing like, good. 
Yeah, nigga, that shit was fun. Like, I, I wouldn't be by myself in an empty ass jet, nigga. Like that ain't fun. I mean, but I'm saying you could have took us on the jet. <laughs> that's that's what I really was getting at. Like, how do we transition into seeing the other side of the glasses? Nigga? We we'd have been on this side of the glasses. But yeah, I want to see the inside of the glasses. Nah. This nigga just gonna wait till we get our own and meet us. Okay. And, hey, what's up, baby? You got here? Nah, I just wanted to always rock with y'all and even the same shit like where we stand now, like. I could go waste all that money. I could go get a house, all that right. type of shit. But like, you with us, with the dogs yeah, like, outside. I want it. it's time to get up to go to work. We all get up and go to work uh, together. Like, a bed is a bed. But I mean, that, I mean, I, I give you that credit though, man, because that's one of the things that I always recognize. Just me being the type of nigga that I am, and knowing that, man, this nigga ain't gotta be round niggas right. for real. Like, this right. nigga really could be on some like, hey, that shit man. seems so. Phony and boring, though, man. Like, to, like, cause we all done came across some niggas who really, you know, believe in their own smoke right. and they try to treat niggas different because of right. whatever reason. Like, like who, you really who could. Be, yeah, who want to be around a nigga but like I, that? I will Nobody. say, it, it, it creates, it also creates a sense of like, you know, for me at least, I know I can speak for myself to where you like, man, this nigga fuck with me, but then it's a certain level that you be looking like, man, dude. How much do you fuck with me? Because you look around and see shit that you be like, man, nigga ain't never asked me to do none of this shit. Because you expose yourself to shit that you don't have to. So how do you balance that? You know what I'm saying? I always say solid, recognize solid. And then when you just lay out the platform, people gonna go get it where they want to get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this nigga right here, man, you, you see, like, he saw it and he was like, man, I'm gonna go get these movies. I'm gonna go get this hosting shit. I'm gonna go get this music shit. I'm gonna go master this stand-up shit. Like, it was all right there for him. And you see his, his work ethic, you know what I mean? And some people just, just want, like you said, this nigga's purpose in life is to be pimping. Like, that's it, that nigga wanna be in life, back. metaphorically, not like selling coochie. I didn't, nigga, we know what selling you're talking about. Selling coochie of life. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this is, but you comfortable leaning back talking shit, you know what I mean? Like, this nigga right here wanted all. You know what I mean? And then I also see you too, because I use you as an example. I'm like, bro, I'm watching you land in, I'm talking about literally like 20 minutes before we go on stage, and you go rock that bitch, then leave. You like, what nigga at? Oh, he gone. Where he at? In LA? I'm like, the motherfucker was just here. It's six o'clock. <laughs> in LA already, but he got to come back tomorrow because we got to shoot three more. How do you balance really being the busiest motherfucker I know? <laughs> I'm Dang. talking about no cap. The yeah. busiest motherfucker I know, your father, and you keep a smile on your face. Yeah. How do you balance it all out? I just look at it as a blessing, man, when, like, I would pay to do the shit that I get paid to do. Right. Like, so when you wake up and God said, look, all of this is yours, then I'm going to go try to get it all. And I'm not going to, like, obviously you got to take care of yourself and your, your health and wellness first. But once we pass that, nigga, I'm out here cooking to the... So I can't cook no more. Right. Keep cooking while the pot is hot type shit. Like, like it's, to me, every idea is a great idea till we come up with the best idea. Right. So whether if you got something, he got something, like, look, nigga, let's cook up. Like, if I see an opportunity, somebody, it's a bag over there, it's an easy bag to go get. Like, I'm, it's, I'm trying to be one of those cats that just understands how to diversify your portfolio on every single level. Mm -hmm. So whether it's entertainment business, in front of the camera, behind the camera, I'm always gonna be constantly thinking, what's the next play? What's the next move? So, luckily, I'm still. I got that youthful energy, so I can still go. Like, like you said, I don't have to do it no more. I can be chilling on an island somewhere. But it's like I'm always trying to figure out 
how to be innovative and what's the next wave. So I can't keep cooking. Where did that come from for you? The hustle mentality yeah. growing up with, you know, my pops. I mean, y'all see my pops. And they got <laughs> that nigga <laughs> crazy. That nigga yeah. would stop you right now. Yeah. They got a new idea. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, I mean, I got it from him. I mean, he came from the streets to the pulpit to, you know, and then even, you know, just growing up around D-boys and hustlers, no. niggas just trying to figure out how to get it. How do so, you keep from going crazy being a check, going from a child star to an adult star? A lot of your peers went crazy and got to fucking with the wrong shit. I don't think I was a child star, though. That's a, I think to the world it probably was, but I lived a whole regular life. You know, I was in the projects, cutting hair, selling weed, like, you know, trying to figure it all out like everybody Man, else. selling hey, weed. Nigga. To what age? Selling weed, nigga. Nigga, you know, Nickelodeon at 14, motherfucker. No, I wasn't. Nigga, I was grown. Like, you, yeah. you just looked 14? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You like, was grown. Yeah. Niggas done bought some yeah. weed from me. Do you own Nickelodeon? No, nigga. <laughs> I, oh, you, I was you, an executive there. I was the chairman okay. for, for years. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, I was, I mean, like, because I don't ever, like I said, I'm not trying to glorify this shit. But, like, Damn nigga, it, my, Nick. My, 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 my stepdad was the, the biggest D-boy in the city. You know what I mean? So I came up under that shit, and I was, that was the play. Like, if, if, if it's entertainment, shit, he was selling more than weed. Like, <laughs> that's just what I was doing in high school. I'm talking about, but I was being groomed to be that next nigga to, to kind of operate like that. And it could have it went that way. And I had a lot of partners that did go that way. And a lot of them niggas is still serving. So how the hell you get into entertainment? How do you get into the entertainment? Give us the day. That Nick Cannon didn't have to sell weed no more. <laughs> and you don't have to all that. Nigga, I'll tell you, this it, is God down this truth, man. Like, um, it was on some save my life type shit. Like, right. um, my area and another area really was getting at it. And partners was just getting shot, dying. And I remember going, uh, I remember I went to my grandfather. I was like, yo, I'm literally scared for my life. Like, I don't think I'm gonna make it out of high school type shit. And, you know, our guys on the street, he gave me this book called Name It and Claim It by Dr. Fred Price. That was our pastor at uh, Crenshaw Christian Center. And he was like, if you keep speaking death, that's going to happen to you. You start speaking life, then whatever you speak is going to happen to you. He's like, you got to speak things into existence. And that book was called Name It and Claim It. That was probably the first book uh, when I was about, you know, 15, 16, that I had ever really read, start to finish, and kept reading it over. And I literally, you know, Whatever you desire, believe it when you pray it and you shall have it. Also, Mark 11, 23 type talk stuff. It, just really it. just living it. And I started speaking like, yo, I'm going to be an entertainer. I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going to be a rapper. And like, this is in high school. And I literally, why homies was going through it. And I like, it's certain area. I couldn't even go no more. We couldn't go to the mall no more. We couldn't go to different football games because it was active. And I was like, yo, I got to remove myself out of this environment. So I start catching rides two hours away to Hollywood, standing outside the comedy store, the improv, the Laugh Factory, just with grown niggas. It was everybody from Chappelle to Pierre to the Wayans. Like right. I'm just I'm just a kid standing outside, sleeping on Jamie Foxx couch, like just really just trying to figure out how not to go back to the hood. Right. Uh, and when I did go back, I, I literally had to get back to school in the morning. Do that, niggas wouldn't believe me when I talk about the shit that I was doing. Uh, and I was just like, this is my vision, I'm gonna speak it. And, and really within 
I ended up graduating high school early and I, I was on. I was writing for TV shows. I was the warm up on Nickelodeon. I started, you know, at the time it was WB and all that. I was doing all of that, getting holding deals. Jamie Foxx had a, a, a comedy festival down here called Laugh a Palooza. Yep. Got a deal out that joint. I was Bay Area Comedy Festival, rocked that shit, won that shit. Like all of like, and this was, I was fresh out of high school. Right. You know what I mean? But I had, escape the life that I was like, nigga, once I saw that, I was like, I'm going to square up like a box of Apple Jacks and just really just whatever y'all say, I'm going to focus. And so Nickelodeon came. I was like, yeah, I'll be a little kid for y'all motherfuckers. Let's yeah. go. Let's get it. Well, Laughing Palooza was some of the dopest shit I ever got heart. to be a part of. Yeah. Because it was just like a whole week of just all the comedians in the country just go out. Nigga, I, like, I, nigga, I remember I, I got my hit every club, every stage. first Laughing Palooza. Like, we would rock the uptown. We would do d different arenas. It was crazy. Everything in between. All the comedians from in, on the whole Chris urban Tucker had a club. scene, man. Yeah. yeah, this nigga Chris Tucker had a club out here. He used to bring me down. Like, I was, again, everybody who started out young would look out for the other young niggas. It was like, I remember being a teenager. So I remember Chris Tucker flew me and Mike Epps uh, out here to do his club and put us in the same room. I had to bunk with that crazy ass nigga Mike. <laughs> that nigga had all kind of bitches. Goddamn it, Nick. Stop that. <laughs> no, but not. But that's the, those were my OGs. Those right. were dudes that showed me how the game go. And that's you know obviously they were. He was young. Mike was young. Like nigga, like Chris was the nigga popping at the time. So like we was just comedians on the road and shit. So. You ever had anybody uh, like you know, little boy you or try to little boy you and then double back and nigga, need you? Nigga, oh, all, all the time. Nigga, all the niggas that was on, all uh, wilding out in the early seasons. Oh, so you don't fuck with them? No, I love you them. You don't niggas. fuck with nobody, see? Nigga, yeah, guy. see? Nah, you no, the same guy. I was a little boy that See the shit, Chuck? Nigga, uh, Spanky and all them niggas and, uh, shit, uh, Joe Blunt, all them, Thomas Ward, they, they was older. Live, they used to live in the jungles in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I would come up, and I'd have to sleep on their floor. You know what I mean? Just, them floor? Yeah. Like, Damn. yeah. So, it, shit, like, niggas, I, I was the little homie. You know what I mean? Shouts out to, you know, Chris Spencer and, you know, all the niggas, Alex Thomas. Uh, them niggas was, those was the niggas I was looking up to. And, you know, they still in the game strong now. But it's like, you know, when you do this comedy shit, this this it's a whole different culture. Like, yeah, but I, the reason I ask is because how do you handle it? How did you handle it? What's the part? What's the most important part of, of the of the equation that that makes you say, I ain't gonna do a nigga the way I sh I could? Like, nah, because I mean, that what you what, what do you really get out of that? You know, but that's low frequency shit. You know what I mean? Like to me, I almost. niggas know what I got. Like you get to a point, I ain't got. I'm gonna stun on some niggas as. Doing bad like that ain't <laughs> like that. Ain't. He, he like, why would you? Nigga? <laughs> nah, nigga, I, I want to see niggas win. Like right. many, especially especially a lot of the people I came up with. I I, I want to see them shine. Like especially the certified real ones. Like you know, that's like I'm, that nigga Scratcho gonna be my nigga for life just because that nigga when I was a kid that nigga not only was. He, he the big homie too. on stage. That nigga was the protector of all of us just moving around. If some, I mean, I seen this nigga in Compton knock a nigga out, in, a heckler out, and set the nigga right there, knocked out, and have to tell the rest of the He had to hear his whole set. Sleep. No. <laughs> like, Put him up in a set. The nigga sleep. kept talking. He's like, dude, I'm just trying. I'm, I just got out. Like, I ain't, I'm just trying to do this comedy. So he kept talking. Nigga, scrunch up. Boop, boop, boop. 
Pick the nigga up, sit. Nigga heard all the jokes. He said, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with OG. Nah, but I'm just saying, cats like that when you come around and like so. Any project I'ma do, I'ma put that nigga in the move to school, dance, or you know whatever, wilding out, creating podcast, whatever I could do to help cats that's been with me since I was 15 years old. Like, and that's who you know, whoever it is from. Like I said, Spanky, Scrancho to. Whoever else that we was riding with, the niggas obviously that we already know is, you know, making hella money now from the niggas from Kevin Hart to Cat Williams. We came up hey, together. And you and this D-Ray. nigga stayed pranking each other. Y'all got to yeah, hold yeah. that damn prank shit. They done gave us millions of dollars to prank niggas now. We good. Like, this, oh, we going to have some real fun. That was, we used to come out of our own pockets to prank each other. Now we got a budget. We're gonna start sending niggas to the moon and I'm shit. About to say, huh? Niggas thought they was on spirit and sent that nigga to Jupiter. Don't prank me. I'm good, Slim. Don't, don't do me like that. Nigga, do you buy that nigga a nah, like some shit? Me, nah, because he an asshole, bro. He'd do us fucked up. He'd be like, yeah, Chico, I'm finally gonna put you in that movie. <laughs> you and Carlos is finally gonna be in the movie. We show up to set, nigga, and scrunch over there with some boxing gloves on. Yeah, I want to see if you can it's make a it. Rolling it's a rolling cake. It's a rolling like, hey, what the fuck up there? What the fuck, man? He like, put your skates on. Put your skates on, because I'm not fighting with the skates on, Slim. You know what I mean? But that, like, that, that type of shit, though, it's you know fun, what I mean? Though. When you get to that point, like, what, what is the shit that, that make you want to keep creating outside of the money? Like, is what, it legacy? Some, some shit you can have fun at. You know, like I said, that's why me and Kev do what we do. That's I'm, I wouldn't do wilding out if that shit wasn't fun. Right. Like, nigga, we, Has it ever not been fun? Nah, I think I probably went through some stages and shit where I was just like, people was frustrating me because they didn't allow me to take my brand where I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got a lot of them people out the way. So, like, you know, again, like, we jump in there. <laughs> we, we knock that shit out. We do three episodes in one day and right. have fun. Nigga, if you ain't having fun, you shouldn't be there. Right. And that's just, I tell that from, you know, from the top to the bottom, from executives to the catering. Like, look, we... We're about love, peace, and having a good time. If you want some other shit, then this ain't for you. Oh, I overheard you uh, on one podcast and you was talking, and you was just saying about the ups and downs, about the business and whatever. Right. And a lot of people would assume that motherfucker fly too. Oh, yeah, yeah I had to show them off. You know. Yeah, the motherfucker died. Right. Good luck. Just match that motherfucking jacket I gave you. I might ask for that motherfucker no, back. I ain't got it no more because CD got it. Oh, oh y'all niggas just passed it. You gave the jacket? Nigga, that jacket worth about 50. Well, he got it now, so don't ask me about the shit, nigga. Yeah, I don't have it no more. Me and Conceited, me and Conceited. Like, that's the thing, like, bruh, you got to understand. You didn't, it took us, well, I know for me, it ain't that I didn't want that type of shit back then. <laughs> it was just on Jupiter, Hell nigga. Yeah, so we expensive. had to get to the point where we could afford them outfits you was wearing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't give a fuck how much money I get. I'm stealing that shit from you, nigga. <laughs> I don't give, because I know you don't need it. Nigga. Yeah, this jacket was like 50. I know it didn't come out of your pocket. <laughs> Let me get that motherfucker. <laughs> bro, I ain't never tell you, but when he gave me the jacket, the lady that worked with a sweet lady, love her, she's a nice lady. Always nice to me, always Chico, I love you so much. Man, that nigga gave me that jacket. She came around the corner like she was great. See about me. Hey, what's up? with Where the jacket at? I'm like, what, what jacket, man? What you talking about? She was like, did Nick give you the jacket? Nigga, she walked me over there like a principal nigga. Yo, some custom Louis shit. Yeah, she Louis walked me in there. She was like, did you say he could have this? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he could have it. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can have it. Then me and this nigga Chuck, this nigga Chuck did the Frisco shit on me. I, you know what I mean? nigga Nick say, man, he was going to give some shoes away. 
That nigga from Chuck, I about to go get the shoes. He pulled me, hey nigga. Hey bro, how much of this shit you done got, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> hey, for real, bro. Season, how man. much of this shit you done got, bro? Like, for real, bro. Let another nigga shoes. eat. Over the shoe. Niggas all wear the same. Man, Chuck, Chuck be calling you about shit like that. Chuck be calling me about crazy shit. <laughs> no, he ain't calling me. Nigga asked me on a show how many bitches Nick gave me. I said, nigga, you giving this nigga too much credit. Chuck called me and said, yo, yo, what you say about Nick? I said, nigga, watch the rest of the clip. He called me back. He was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nigga ain't gave me no bitches. I well, got my own bitches now, hey, Nick. Hey, have at it. As I you did. should. I want credit for having my own you bitches. Should. Thank you. Yeah. Clear that shit up. Don't be calling Carlos me, Chuck. Has his own bitches, I ain't never said general. nothing fucked up about Nick. <laughs> that I wouldn't say in front of him. He know that. That's true. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, I was saying I had not seen a podcast where... No, I wouldn't say nothing fucked up about him behind his back. I'm going to say it to him first. Then I Everything said. Everything that come out of this nigga mouth is fucked up. Thank son. you. He knows I'm a terrible person. We have a great relationship. People always ask me about this thing. He is here. I have to ask him about all this crazy shit. I've been knowing Nick when he had two kids. Facts. Just jump. But now I was asking. Uh, I seen a podcast where you was talking about the the way the elevation of the game and it can go up and down. A lot of people, cause you know you. You started, you, you say you looked young, but everybody swore you was a kid star. Yeah, you yeah. Great, but you've been in the game damn near 30 years, nigga. Damn near. Hell are you talking about? Nigga, that's a long time. I've been doing stand-up 30 years. Yeah. I started good. doing stand-up when nigga was like 12, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, you thought it you in the game, but I remember you saying that when you did Drumline. Yeah. You was like, I only had $60,000 in my pocket when they called. Yeah. And you was like, shit. I might not even have that, because that's what they paid me to do Drumline. That's what they paid you to do drumline. But drumline what you did check. from drumline. You... I didn't really have. I mean, I was, it was check to check. But at that time, drumline was my biggest check, and I was sixty. Speak on that, living yeah. check to check yeah. in the industry, household name, yeah. and motherfuckers know you. Right. But you living check to check. I mean, that's just like everybody job. And you like, I, we, I was doing. I was probably making more money doing stand up than I was getting off of TV at that time. Right. You know what I mean? Because. You know, early days of Nickelodeon, they weren't paying. That's why I was writing, too. I was trying to write and do all of that because there was more checks there. I'd do the warm-up, show up, grab that 500. I, like, I was just trying to hustle. I was dancing on Soul Train. For Stop, man. Niggas swear. Me and Atheon. I was about to say, Atheon Clark. <laughs> bro, at the, the comedy club that I started in, they got a picture of Atheon. I fuck with that nigga about every time I see him. I'm with like, bro, you got Yeah, the, I'm talking about the the... The alien Jones. Yeah, I yeah, was like palm tree. Bro, you ever work with that nigga that looked just like you? <laughs> that nigga, the other nigga, the uh, that nigga that looked just like you, nigga. Oh, I know what you talking about. Uh, in Roll Bounce, the nigga who Nigga, we was in Roll Bounce together. I'm saying on some other on the on the other shit. That was the what only shit y'all did. Yeah, I mean, nigga, that was that was my partner for. Shit, like we used to tell niggas we was brothers when we was coming up in no. auditions and shit like that. And that nigga was, you talking about Wesley Jonathan? Bro, I guess there's a nigga yeah, there. He had, he had City Guys. He had the show that used to come on Saturday mornings on NBC. So that nigga was popping. Yeah, yeah. So I was his little bro. So like that nigga was, you know, that nigga was in Panther. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that shit, like he, he was in a classic film and all of that shit. So we, I, I looked up to that nigga. And that's just, you know, it's one of them moves where, when you out in Hollywood, like I, I had a different gift because 
I was auditioning and doing music and shit, but mm -hmm. stand-up was what I was known for. So I didn't even really have to audition a lot. I'd be like, yo, send the casting director, send the director to the improv that night and to the mm -hmm. comedy store. And they'd be like, yo, this is all my fucking getting off. You know, and so I would skip over a lot of shit, but like, you know, like, I, I mean, y'all done heard the stories, nigga. Every young black kid in music and in Hollywood auditioned for Drumline. Right. Like, I had to go in that motherfucker about eight different times, and I ain't never booked no shit off of drum, like, auditions before. So I'm like, I, you know, I was musical, so I knew how to move around. And, right. you know, luckily the director, Charles Stone, who was so cold, that nigga directed Drumline and paid in full. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was his first two movies, and but before that, he was just a dope music you know, video commercial director. Mm -hmm. And he saw something in me, man. And it's just like, out of thousands of niggas. Like, and you, I mean, people tell you a story every year. You hear Silk the Shocker talking about it, T.I., everybody. Like, nigga, when I tell you. Silk the Shocker. Yeah, everybody, nigga. Everybody auditioned for that shit. The niggas from TV shows, movies, everybody was auditioning for that shit. Silk the motherfucking Shocker in there, Thomas. Ain't nobody wanna see no goddamn Silk the Shocker playing no drum. That nigga from, from Louisiana, you know he grew up with instruments and drums and shit. If, if, if not Drumline, what would you say, what was the moment for you was like, oh shit, I made it? I, we were always at, I still don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. Dead ass. Like nigga, I'm in, and all y'all niggas, like, I'm constantly hustling. I know you hustling. I ain't talking about, we talking about when the shit got different, when the checks got different. Well, I could tell you like the biggest check, but even then, no, like, I don't want no big check. But even then, when that shit would happen, <laughs> it'd be gone so quick. <laughs> Why? Nah, this nigga stupid as fuck. Nah, it should be. It's the biggest check. Oh, okay. damn! He said, "I tell you with the biggest check." No, I don't want to hear that shit. What the guy? Because <laughs> if you gonna tell me the shit, I'm like, yeah, damn! I know it's out there. But it's like, when did that shit change though? Like, it's we all knew Wild and I changed. It helped change. But see, no, shit. but you gotta remember. Well, for, yeah, for y'all, but for me, Wild and I wasn't. For y'all. No, but Wild and I wasn't a success when it first dropped out. Then it was bad. Like again, they was excited about punk and all of that shit. And I was just like, you know, we was just, we, we was doing well, right. but we was waiting. Are oh, they going to pick us up? Nigga, the Wild and Out season, the first season was six episodes. Right. And we just wanted to get to season two, though, and then they gave us eight. Right. Like, oh, we thought we was on, nigga. And then from there, it just slowly, so even then, like, Wild and Out wasn't a su success at first. Right. You look back and be like, shit, we've been doing this shit two decades, but even Drumline wasn't a success. Like that shit opened moderately. It did well, right? But they didn't market it. They didn't promote it. Nigga, they had no billboards. Barely like a commercials was only on BET. But the the culture fucked with it and turned right. it into the classic. Mm. Like so, everything. Like I've never had that that where a whole system or a whole oh, studio push. believes in you. Like right. like the shit when you see like with these actors today, like shots out to bro, uh, Michael B. Jordan. You go, draw that nigga's on buildings and bit right, like, right, right. because I mean, and it's dope. Like whether it's from Creed to Black Panther, or, right. you know what I mean? Like there's a different, there's certain people that a whole studio would get behind. Fact, and be like, fact. we want to turn this person into a movie star. We want to turn this person to a television star. You'll get, some, get like a Donald Glover and a whole mm -hmm. network could get behind them and motherfuckers be at the Emmys and all that shit. Right. Like, that's because the system fucks with them. Mm -hmm. I'm outside the system. Everything I done did, all my success I had to work for. Ain't nobody ever believe in me. 
And that's just the shit thing. That's why I believe in niggas like y'all because I know that pain. I know that it's pain. like ain't, uh, where don't nobody support you. You feel like you out there by yourself. So now at least I know how to build my own shit. So let me teach niggas the game so they can build their own shit. So they don't have to have all of their, their self-esteem built off of a, of a system that never fucked with them in the first place. So you got that side. You got, you got, you got, I fucked with it. You got that side of it. I fucked with you, it. You got that side of it, right? That side that you're dealing with on the corporate side and the Hollywood side. And then you got the other side of it, the shit that niggas come up to us and be like, man, Nick Corny for real. Like, man, get nigga real nigga. You know what I mean? He so, done been with me. No, listen. Swing on oh, the yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. Time all the way. Time, 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 time. Yeah, we standing there like. One more time. <laughs> he's the, yeah, all well, the way. Nick ain't him, my nigga. He ain't him. Yeah, yeah, all the way. Yeah. But we, let's but go we, talk. let's nigga, go fucking talk then. Yeah, niggas, he go right there by me like, like y'all was shooting some shit. Yeah, we was shooting some shit in Times Square. But Buddy was just he, he was, was talking. Shooting. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, but uh, like you, you deal with you dealing with that on that side. But you've never said. Hey man, what the fuck y'all mean? I'm calling, nigga. I'm over here dealing with this shit. You bitch ass niggas got me fucked up. <laughs> like, why haven't you felt the need to ever address that part? You address a lot of shit. You address some shit that you shouldn't address. <laughs> but you never address that. Cause why that not? Shit, like, cause it don't bother me. Like, that's like it don't really like. I I like when niggas call me corny, nigga. That's that's my motherfucking like decoy. I'll yeah. take that all day. Like, I I don't. I want you to underestimate me. I want you to think shit is sweet. So, cause then now I got the upper hand, whatever the situation is. But we know you, and we know that this shit is. That shit ain't even. It ain't even. It don't even apply to the gangster shit. We be seeing you doing like, man, these motherfuckers new. It's beauty. I don't blow my cover. Like I want to be. I'm corny. Yes, that's it. Is what it is because. And then it's marketable. Nigga, exactly. I always say, nigga, the corny is. I seen the nigga. I seen the nigga do some shit. That's the that's the shit. Like chicks really like corny motherfuckers. If you, they want you to make them laugh. Don't be on here giving relationship advice. You know advice. You get terrible. I'm your show. You give terrible advice. I'm asking them questions. I got you. I got you. Don't which one me? The one you giving terrible advice on wearing bright orange hoodies and shit. That's the morning show. That's why I be wearing. You starting off the morning giving out bad advice. You know, first of all, I ain't never gave a nigga advice ever in life, nigga. I know. You did tell a nigga get a lawyer. Well, you never like what we were getting paid. You like, y'all didn't get lawyer and walk off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> exactly what that nigga told me. But the first time he didn't even walk off, the nigga said, y'all niggas get a lawyer and went and laid in his bunk on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, did this nigga just go get in the bunk after, <laughs> after telling us to go? All right, well, bye. Hey, y'all niggas went and got lawyers. Can you see what the. <laughs> but I don't give advice on camera, is what I'm saying. Right. You know what I mean? So, what would you say is hard? Is okay. As, 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 a, as, a, as a man with many gifts, many talents, I understand. Yeah. You got the hosting, you got the comedy, you got creative content, you got, you got music, motherfucker. Yeah. Movies. Movies. What would you say was the hardest to grab? The hardest to achieve? I know you're saying you still open yeah, up shit. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the shit that, well, obviously, we all know, like, the shit that's probably the most frustrating because the music game is not a real game. It's not based off of talent. Right. So niggas can't, don't sit, sit around and know I play seven instruments and right. make all the beats on while and out there. It's just like, you gotta have a story, a trajectory. I mean, you go through the same shit. All y'all go through the same shit. Y'all niggas is gifted, 
but they want to hear about the nigga that was trapping or the nigga that just got out. Yeah. They just the nigga, act like they don't see you. That's how it works. You know yeah, so it's like, which is cool because there's something to it because niggas like authentic. They like real shit. They like a nigga. Like, that's, that's why today the, the biggest D-boy in the hood can become the biggest rapper in the world because, like, oh, this nigga is certified and they get respect in this field. So all we got to do is put this nigga together with some rhyming words and a dope beat right. and he out of here. Right. So when a nigga who's not trying to do that but can come up in the church and sit on the organ and sit on the drums and all of that stuff, those usually don't be the dudes that succeed in that space. So we still on the grind and, you know, even like I done put, you know, multi-platinum artists on. I done put, I done built careers, but I'm never one to gloat to be like, oh, I wrote that song or I did this. Or, like I just, but the music game is always going to be a challenge. One, it's a young man's game. Mm -hmm. So to be able to stay current and really, and that again, Y'all niggas keep me hot. You know what I mean? The next generation of artists that I'm looking to find, the new show I got, Future Superstars, I'm, I'm finding teenagers. I'm finding, and, and I learned that game from the Quincy Jones and the, the L.A. Reeds. Man, that and all. shit been done. Go find some old niggas who never got a chance. They too old. I did that on America's Got Talent, nigga. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I did that already. <laughs> Them Susan Boyd was some shit like yeah. that. I remember... Find that if old I'm nigga in that subway who be singing Sam Cooke. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> One of them early seasons of Wild and Out, you was bringing her around. Like, H-E-R, her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Lil Gabby. Yeah, like, you was like, this was, yeah, this is, you know, my new artist or somebody I'm working with at the yeah. time. And every time I see her, I be thinking I'm tripping. I'm like, I think that was the... That's it, yeah. I put her on Nickelodeon, nigga. I, I directed and produced a movie for Nickelodeon that had... Her in it, Soldier Boy, Justin Bieber, uh, shit like it was. That I've always had a knack to to know who's gonna be next in the young young talent space. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where we continuing that that vibe. But I think now I'm gonna probably stick my chest out a little bit more and be like, yo, I produced that record or I put that person on. Yeah, they you gotta do it a little bit more. I never wanted to though, cause I always like to play the, the back. The music industry, they know, but then they be like. If they know, know you's behind it, they like, oh, because the, in the music game, there's so many different platforms and right. so many different titles and jobs. People be thinking you got to be the motherfucker that's holding the mic to sing. But no, I can put the shit together. And then sometimes it might be better that people don't know because they know you did it and just won't act like they don't like it just because they know you did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Motherfucker act like, oh, he did it? Oh, I don't even want to hear it now because I know I ain't going to like it. But if you don't put your name on it, then a nigga. Yeah, that's why I have my, like, even when I used to produce uh, records for Mariah and yeah. shit, I didn't want people to know. So I had an oh, alien. Oh, shit, put it out there, my so boy. It was uh, the Heat Miser. So it's like I was a motherfucker. Man, of all the names you could have came up, the heat might. What do you know who the fuck the heat might? See, you a young nigga, you don't know who the heat might. Oh, he about to flex on you. Yeah, well, please. Nah, see it, here it, go. It was this old ass show back in the day. Where niggas used to get high to and watch the shit. It was like the the black version of like motherfucking Sesame Street and shit. And these niggas was like it was like HR puppet stuff and all that shit. Oh no, and it, it was the heat miser. If you remember, then they also made the shit. Um, the Christmas, the the motherfucking Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer shit, and it was like the nigga that was ice cold, and then it was the other nigga with the, the flame hair. That nigga was the heat miser. Heat miser. I'm telling you, nigga, that shit was fire. So, so what beat I'm, did the heat miser? What's the hottest beat that the heat miser made for Mariah Carey? Uh, that shit that just went viral again. The, um, it's a rap. Well, you know what you should have produced. And I put, I put Mary, Mary J. Blige on them on the remix of that motherfucker. Well, if you would have produced that damn Christmas song. 
Oh, yeah, nigga, I was fucking yeah, it was 13 when yeah, that bitch exactly. came out. Now, that, that, that shit is crazy. Now, we done made so many jokes over the years yeah. about all of the shit that you got going on because you're such a public person. Right. I mean, you can't, I don't know why you, you just said they don't nobody believe in you, but somehow... The universe just seems to always have oh, yeah. you in front of some shit. Oh, yeah. like the God universe, got my back. The, the universe <laughs> finds a way to put you in front of Everybody. the world, and everything you say and do is right there for to, to be consumed by the public. So, why do you choose to like as as we've known you? You've grown into me, at least in my eyes. You started to like let people in the shit that you used to that you had to be in this space to be able to see. Now you just giving quotes about shit, and I'm like, ain't no way that nigga said that out loud, man. But where does that, get, does that come from just fatigue of giving a fuck? I mean, I think I always just been the same nigga. Like, it just, I think like you said, if, if the spotlight is on me, I'm, uh, I'm gonna keep it a stack. You ask me a question, I'm gonna answer it to the best of my ability and right. truthfully. Now, yeah. you don't have to be trolling sometime, though. But so, yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, like, now, what is the I mean, change? Right now, because it's like, I'm in this business. When I'm building brands and shit like that, I know if I say a certain shit, it's going to go viral. I always say, you know, you got to manipulate the media before the media manipulates you. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to know how to maneuver in these spaces. And also, I got to be the front runner in a lot of this shit. Right. So sometimes I got to step out there and say some shit that other niggas are scared to say. Or, or feel like, yo, whatever consequences come with it, I can handle it. Right. You know what I mean? Where another motherfucker might say some shit and their career be gone. Right. So, you know, it's really about, you know, truly living that freedom of speech shit, especially when they know your core right. is, is centered, where you're coming from an authentic place. You're coming from a place where you just really want to see people shine and see people win. Man, speaking, of, uh, speaking of media manipulation and, you know, we ain't never talked about this or whatever. When all that shit went down and you know what I'm saying? And we was fired. Niggas was fired. We, we was fired. It's your fucking fault. <laughs> we was fired. During the pandemic. I ain't, ain't gonna tiptoe around it. You was doing the pandemic, bro. Doing the pandemic. During the pandemic. He definitely didn't fuck up. You fucked it up, Nick. What how did you feel when because nobody was I ain't never got off no money. It was a an interview and they asked me, right, right. If you, if they wanted to, if they wanted to replace me, how much money was it gonna take for you to get on the show? And I was like, I ain't taking they asked shit. That's off the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I ain't taking shit. Nah, if a motherfucker, I, I ain't never told you yeah, on camera, nigga. I love you for that too. I that's real it. shit. I just wanted, I you know, I would have took the money. Yeah, we know. You know that. <laughs> I would have left your name on the shit. Nick Cannon presents Carlos Miller presenting the shit that he presented. <laughs> 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 Man, you know I would have took the money. <laughs> no, we wasn't. Nah, but I, like I, I that, just want to know, like, when that shit popped up, because you're still a regular nigga. Right, right. Outside of all the shit that you accomplished, because right. we acting like this because we do so much, we ain't got emotion. Facts. And we ain't got feelings. Yeah. So when that shit popped up, and you heard my response, what was your initial reaction when you were like, God damn? Nigga, I loved you for that shit, but also because I was at a time, I had told them niggas I wasn't coming back. Like, like, it's funny because a lot of, okay, if you remember how it actually played out. I remember. Oh, I remember. I remember, I, remember. I was at the house. I never then watched Wilder. They, they got mad and, you know, they said, you know, and I had been in this situation before with NBC and everything to where yeah. the people that the higher ups 
said, we have to teach you a lesson. Right. Like, literally, there was, they, in, behind closed doors, they said, we have to make an example out of him. Because, you know, other people in, in our space and our, it was, was talking reckless. Right. Yeah. And it got back to me. I was like, they want to make an example out of me. Like, what is that supposed to mean? Right. Like, if that, if that ain't the most offensive and butt-breaking slave master shit if I ever someone's you gonna make you gonna hang me uh, out in front of all the niggas and, right. and make it and make an example out of me right and so you know they got then you got to start backtracking you know and so then they offered it back to me immediately like yo how can we figure this out and there was a lot of amazing people that you know that I worked with for years that's why I say you can't ever even blame an individual when you're talking about corporations because there's boards there's shareholders you know what i mean it's people that been putting money into it for a long time and the majority of the people understood you know yo nick is family he's been at this company since he was a teenager and right. but there's some people that literally like we got to make an example out of him mm -hmm. so by the time we got there i was like fuck that brand fuck that matter of fact this is my brand i've owned it for the majority of the time and i want this i want that it's, we did the evaluations. We knew how many billions it was worth. Like, we was ready to go to war. And I was like, if I never step foot back on that motherfucking stage again, I don't care. I was done with Wildin' Out. Mm -hmm. Like, because I was just like, one, I had a whole, I had, I was getting more money at other networks. It was, Fox had my back. Right. Solid. Fox you know what I mean? Like, I, solid. You know Fox. what I mean? Yeah. Fox. Fox. Yeah. So it was like, I'm good. And like I, I was cool. Like and, you know, I'm a. I walked away from NBC. I walked away from millions a couple years earlier than that, and then doubled up and and got the number one show on Fox, right. believing in myself. So I was like, I'm gonna just do that shit again. Right. And like I was, I was like, so whatever they want. And then when I heard Jaw do do the interview and a couple other people and shit, I was like, damn, it's a lot more people that love this brand and and eating off this brand and provide for their families with this brand. So I was like, I, I'll come back and do it for them. I'll come we back. We wasn't coming back. Hey, we said that live. Hey, like, nigga, it, was, it was unity. Not coming back and doing that shit without that name. I wish another nigga wish would. I would have did come Jason Derulo presents. Jason Derulo presents Wildin' Out. Nah, hell nah. But they remember they had the memes of Ryan Seacrest presents. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest what? presents Wildin' Out. That was so crazy how they ASAP put that out there with like, let's just try to put a white face on it to see how they were reacting. We was like, what? Nah, but nigga. We gonna beat the nigga who created it up. You tripping. Nah, <laughs> nah that, but that's, I mean, that's what it was. I saw so many other... You know how many families we provide for with Wildin' Out? Hell you know yeah. what I mean? And just I know one in particular. Who? Mine, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So it's like I, I came back because I wanted to do it for everybody else. And that's and even now, that's why we, you know, trying to give other people out. We, we, the funny thing what you say, like, behind closed doors in the business meetings and stuff, because as you see, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, mergers and this company buying this company and this so i know how much value wild and out has i know the digital numbers i know the ticket sales when we doing the live nation tours so and a lot of times they try to keep us in the dark right, with, right, right. they don't want you to know your value so i know the value so i'm like yo wild and out should be its own network 
we produced enough content, enough stars, we we, we going towards 500 episodes. So just based off of that alone, nigga, the, you know how much value is it just in that IP alone? Right. Nigga, like you said, look at look what Friends is worth. Look what Seinfeld is worth. Niggas ain't got half the amount of episodes we got. Facts. You know what I mean? Everything that you think is a success, look at what we've done over the years. Look at the the all the millionaires we done made and produced. And so when you know the value of something, even when they try to act like it ain't value, oh we don't know, oh we're gonna move you to this network. It's not ah, you can play the games if you want to, give it back. Right. Watch what I do with it. Right. And that's where they don't they don't want us to know how much power is in it. But the power is in us. Right. That's why when y'all with y'all built with 85 South, it's like keep going, cause, cause you quietly showing them, them bigger studios and networks that you don't need them. Right. That your fans gonna come with you wherever you go. Right. It's great to see y'all on TV, but they also gonna follow you over here, and they gonna make sure they gonna come see you in in their city. Right. They gonna wear your merch. And that's the stuff. That's. That's magic in a bottle. You can't get that every day. Every, from every a lot space. of responsibility, though. Hell yeah, well, hell I think that's the part that people don't talk about. Like, cause I know, like, in the space of wilding out, we didn't been, we didn't been through trans. You didn't been Nick Cannon the whole time, but we didn't develop. Ain't nobody know who Chico Bean was in season five, or you know, like Carlos Miller to where we, who we are now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I've seen when the environment be a certain way, and then you walk in the room, and everybody's changed. Everybody start doing something different. And right. Everybody, how do you navigate that? Because when you had that type of power and you walk in the room and everybody was doing what they maybe wanted to be doing, and then you walk in and they start doing some other shit that tr in front of you, like how do you know who's there? How do you navigate <laughs> people in that regard? Cause you've been seeing them since the jit. I mean, it's one of them things, man. You gotta, it's chess. You gotta let they, they're gonna expose themselves. They're gonna move how they want to move. And some people going to show you how solid they are. And you just gravitate towards that. You know what I mean? Like, it's everybody is putting on their best representative. And ultimately, you come across a nigga like this, who no matter what room he in, he's going to always be the same nigga. Even when it's inappropriate. <laughs> this nigga be cussing out the motherfucking cameraman and the... Tech, but like, they love me. And they they, they, they want to hear this shit. Yeah, but then there's a nigga who, where we all thinking the same thing, but I, I, I play the game a little bit more. I know how to, right, I'm going to strategically tell you the same shit he telling you, but I'm going to do it in a way to where you feel like it's at least politically correct. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, now I'm at a stage where I ain't even got to say shit like you saying. See? Like now... My presence speaks for itself. Right. So when I walk in the room, you, my, the aura is going to make you either straighten up or have to back off because it's like, oh, yeah, he probably really don't fuck with me because I'm on some bullshit and he can sense it. Mm -hmm. So like that's I, like spiritually, that's where I've been trying to, you know, get to to where now I ain't got to say shit. I just walk in the room and people know what it is. Yeah. And can we set the record straight, man? Right here. Oh, motherfucker, I'm scared. I can't be he's that high. Of, he's scared of weed. Yeah, I'm scared of weed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be too high sometimes. <laughs> Set the record straight right here, right now. Face to face for the motherfucking world, man. Because I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired of asking this goddamn question. You did not fire Carlos. Nah, can we tell you I want to tell the truth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've been. Yes. yes. We. 
tell the truth. Yeah, that, tell before the you truth. answer, before you answer, before you answer, I I speak from there. I've never been fired, right? But we have been done in a way to where it's like, damn, like what has a nigga been doing on these script? Like, no, I'm the not truth. the nigga. I'm tell not the, the nigga. Truth. I want to know the truth. No, I'm not I'm not the nigga. You know my person. I'm not the nigga to be like, nigga, run the tape back. You got me fucked up. <laughs> but they put you in a position where it's like, nigga, is that what I get? Do I got to show up and be the nigga that I can be and be ignorant to make a motherfucker realize it? Or do I just have to say my feelings hurt? Because when you know that you put this shit down in a certain way and a motherfucker just be like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. You'll see what? And we be like, nigga, is because you remember when Los was gone, we both had conversations like, nigga, this shit feels strange, Nick. Hey. What we gonna do? And he came to Nick and to Nick, we to you like, bro, nah, like, right. please, brother, whatever man. we gotta do to get this nigga back here, cause the environment ain't the same. Like, who do that? Who the fuck is the person or the people that be like, fuck us like that? Man, I told y'all for the game. I'm glad y'all even already laid it out there because y'all already talked about the origin in this conversation already. When we was on that motherfucking tour bus, and I told y'all niggas, go get lawyers. Right. That's exactly where that shit start. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. This whole motherfucking world is ran by attorneys. Like, go, y'all go home and watch the motherfucking Devil's Advocate. Are y'all already at yeah. home? Yeah. Watch that shit with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Like, when you, the people who speaking that legalese and talking that shit, they the ones that run all of this shit. And if you got a good, solid lawyer rocking with you that ain't in the pockets of the other motherfuckers, because even your lawyers can be, playing both be on sides. some snake shit because they've been cool with the corporate lawyers and all them people since back in law school. Right. And they all under the same entity, right. so they all got the same oaths and beliefs and all of that shit. So that's the groundwork. So I'm going to tell y'all what I have to deal with every single season. Every single season, they tell me I got to cut the budget. And I figure out how the ways to maneuver it, because, again, they don't want a nigga to know his value. Even though our shit steady rising, they're going to try to find something. They're going to tell me, well, you know, your, your 3 a.m. shows aren't really rating as much as, as well. Nigga, fuck about that. We know what the numbers is doing online. Right. So, again, we let them give it. They give us a number. And, again, you know, motherfuckers jobs to keep telling you a lower number so and that's every season so the goal is they always want to seem like they got more power and there's like i said there's a lot of people who ain't there no more who were in positions of power that would say stuff that like everybody's replaceable you know what i mean like and just you're like all right well that ain't the brand i'm rocking with right but i understand what you're saying because of what we built you know Nobody's bigger than a brand. Right. You know, we really trying to get to it. So as this loud, outspoken motherfucker has always been from day Somebody one. Somebody ass out. He probably said, I don't even know. Like, again, I don't know. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't have too many friends in higher places to say. But he looked like somebody that was, as they considered, a, a troublemaker. And y'all remember there's been incidents where people would get... Incidents. Now, I'm not, I'm not just saying you, but there would be certain, we'd have to have conversations with HR because we might have said something about a certain community. Or we might have said something, a joke or something that made someone uncomfortable and they went and 
complained about the again smoking and the or whatever. It's always if you get just like at any job, if somebody wrote writes you up too many times. Now you won't notice. They paying attention and you you get the. You get the jacket of, uh, of a rabble rouser, a troublemaker. That's mm-hmm. just, and you know, we all been there, but he was probably one of the more louder ones. Right. So when he came game. up, and again, man, we're going to keep it a stack. <laughs> keep it a stack. When everybody, at no point did anybody say, we don't want Carlos, we don't want GD. We all have representation. Mm-hmm. And when the way it got back to me and a couple other other executives is, you know, when it's time to renegotiate for your deal, Carlos, rightly so, was like, Carlos don't want that deal. Carlos want more money. Carlos want it like as his represent. All of our representatives have, have right. shown us, and even based off of as we sit here right now, they value all of us differently. Right. And I, I'm the only one. I get to see everything. Right. But, you know, even at the time, they give, he got holding deals. He's doing other shows. He's doing MTV movies. So they value D.C. differently. So they'll say, well, as long as we got D.C., we're good. And it's like, but, you know, we, we all want right. to be good. And then it's like, so then I, got, I get put in a weird position. I'm like, but I, I, don't, I don't do the bullshit. I'm like, I want everybody back. Even the niggas Carlos don't like. I want, I want everybody to get it. Because that's, I know my budget. <laughs> Is larger, and I can move it around. I can get niggas more episodes. Cause if I say, I, cause like right now, our cast members they try to get me down to six on six, and with a, with the team captain. So it's really including myself is seven on seven. Y'all remember there's been seasons where it's been thirteen 12, on thirteen, 13. On 13. Right, right, because right. I was like I want as I, I can maneuver it around as much as I want to. Right. So when they were like, all right, well we're gonna send everybody's deals out. And we're gonna see who comes back. And y'all, this shit even happened this season. When niggas don't come talking back the way they like it, they was like, oh, he doesn't wanna do it anymore. Hmm. And that's how it got. There's like, Carlos isn't signing his deal. And I'm like, and I'm in the same position y'all niggas. Nigga, I almost didn't come down to this motherfucker until they got my money right. (laughs) So as much as I'm gonna hold it down and be like, but they do me the same way. And I gotta, I gotta, Hold tight, stand on my square, and be like, nah, I ain't coming until you get till. And I see the numbers. Mm-hmm. I know what everybody get. I know the value. So in those situations when, again, you got struck, the, the people demand, we knew we wanted those back. But when the people, and y'all remember when, when they came back and we was all standing outside by the trailers, and like, yeah, you know, I don't know why Nick didn't want you. Motherfucker, come over here and say that shit that you know how it is. Right. Like, that ain't, that's never how it plays. I'm gonna tell everybody, Nick cried when I came back, y'all. He cried when I came back. <laughs> he cried, yeah. Nah, fuck the episode. It was, when it, it was before the camera came on. Yeah, the nigga hid in my dressing room. Yeah. yeah Nick, Nick cried. He ain't want nobody but to But that know. was one of the funnest episodes ever. That shit was Nick. That was one of the, because yeah, 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 when he came out, at, this is probably the only time we've done this as I know for speaking from our perspective, because right. that's the thing that from my from my vantage point that always makes me say, well, damn, where does the, you know, where does the, the credit come in for the type of people that we are in the environment and understanding it was necessary? Because right. if we wanted to, we could just go out there and just, I'm talking about berate motherfuckers right. and, and wouldn't be nothing nobody could do. You know what I'm saying? Like literally right. it wouldn't be nothing that could be done. But we understand the structure of the, this. This is a team sport, so 
we understand it. It's like, man, we got to make everybody look good. Hey, bro, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Do that. But that day when that nigga came back, we was like, nigga, get the fuck out the way. Move. If you don't do this shit at the highest level, sit down and watch, nigga. Right. That was it. That's what that's the same episode y'all got out of my little brother. Brother shoes. Yeah. That nigga is famous in the hood. Big ass. All the way. That day, boy. They designed them Astro boots after that nigga. He was the only one that had the heart to to step up and do something. Everybody else was like, I is the because gang is back together. Gang is back together. Yeah, because that's what that's the part of it that's mean the most to us. Is like that shit. Like nigga, that's the part where we be like, man, what is y'all? How do y'all not understand that this is? Because we entertain each other when when I see them go up, I be like. What the hell did nigga feel to say, man? When he go up, I be like, I know that nigga Chico got something clever to say. And when I go up, I look at them, I get confirmation. They be like, nigga, but y'all, I don't give a fuck what you do. Nigga, like, that, yeah. But y'all the living example of solid. Like, even all the shit we talking about, nigga, you ain't never seen no niggas root for each other like y'all root for each other. Like, also, like, damn near some rat pack type shit. And even them niggas broke up. You know what I mean? Like, y'all niggas really want to see each other win. And understand y'all let y'all go all over this fucking world or every city state and just vibe off of each other. Name another t- nigga the kings of comedy they didn't fuck with each other. Exactly. Like them niggas was beefing backstage. Yeah. <laughs> y'all niggas really fuck with each other, man. And and people, we the world has watched you get it out the mud. Right. And still keep it in the trap and still show loyalty and love. Like, I ain't never even nigga. Niggas who done, from D-boys to rappers, all the niggas break up. So I was like, all niggas can't never break up, nigga, because y'all on some shit where you literally are in front of the world a living example of what solid shit look like. Right, that's bad. Like, no, 85 South, that shit is about unity. Like, y'all niggas turned the whole fucking interstate into a gang. It's a community unity. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, like the same way you say we fuck with each other, I can say genuinely, bro, we fuck with you. That's like, love. That's like, bro, we fuck with you. Like, niggas is like, I preach niggas, niggas is like, like, we really love you, Slim. Like, if you, if we never did another episode of Wildin' Out, like, the fact that you was willing to stand next to that shit is the most mad shit ever. Like nigga, a this decade, nigga. nigga. That long, that long. That you all of the shit that you've done throughout the years and stood next to us and said, "All right, nigga." When you had morale, we was telling all them other sit y'all last down, nigga. Y'all ain't doing no work. My last, my last day tomorrow, nigga. So I fuck it, you know. Be there, y'all niggas be there. I'll be there. We ain't get y'all together. Fuck it, y'all. Let's do it. Uh, you can stay in more days? Yeah, nigga. All right, nigga, Please. come back. Like, y'all three gotta be together. Please. I mean, I wish you'd tell the network that. Yeah, but. Nigga, see, like, yeah, you say that, that now, shit. we gonna get it in the So now, but our next run is let's keep it a stack, I understand how it goes. No, no, let's keep it I gotta pay for that. But I, I want to see that work. That. You got a lot of money. And that's what I'm saying. I just invited the nigga to be on the episode. Well, that means we're going to have to charge you a lot more because we know you got more than you can nah, spend. That's I'm like, that nigga right there. Uh, you but, have, uh, before, no. before you go, Nick, I got to ask so you this, man. You have so much money. I got to ask you this. We do got to, because we'll be in here, nigga, forever. Forever. But, like, I'm a big, big, like, proponent of what you said about the freedom of, you know, being able to say what you want and manipulating the media before yeah. you... Like, before they get you. Before they get you, but 
like Los always say shit to me like all the time. He said, man, I wish Chico, I would go on shit and say ridiculous shit like you be saying. Nigga, you know how much shit you avoiding by saying the shit you say out loud? <laughs> but for you, nigga, you take it to another level. Like yeah. I got on the breakfast club and said, I don't never want to be married or be in a relationship. And I'd have been saying this shit for years. Right, right. But when right. I said it on the Breakfast Club, nigga, you should have seen the comments. And really? I'm talking about they it was crazy. Here. Nigga, you be saying shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, this is beyond honesty. Like, this nigga got to be fucking with somebody. Like, what is you, as best as you can explain before we roll, what yeah. is your perspective on relationships with women? Oh, shit, nigga, we're going to be here. We, that's another episode. I got to no, come no, back. No, well, but well, I'm talking about leading to the it, next episode. It's energy, man. At the end of the day, whatever makes you happy, I, I, that's what I offer. You know what I mean? And luckily, and God has aligned me and blessed me to be able to do whatever I want to do, however I want to do it, and can't nobody tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to love... I offer, I'm 100% I'm from the gate. I can say, yo, I can elevate you. I can take you to places you ain't never been before, but you gotta trust me. And you got, it's gonna be a different level of freedom, like to where I'm so confident in who I am, and hopefully the, the, the woman I'm dealing with is so confident in who she is that we can operate on some new shit and we don't gotta get stuck in these old school, traditional, colonialism type of scenarios. So I'm like, look, you move how you want to move, I move how I want to move. But I'm going to be offering so much. I'm going to be so much of a protector and a provider that you ain't going to miss a step. And then so from there, you you don't everybody, everybody don't go for the shit. Right, right. You right. know, but and I got to take those sacrifices and pretty much like, all right, we built, we had time on, on this planet at, at a certain frequency where we was vibing, but you want different things out of life. I, the women who want the white picket fences and, you know, the, the monogamy, they're amazing women for a certain type of nigga. Right. I want somebody who want more than that. I don't want somebody who is who wants ownership. I want somebody who can grow and build some shit together. I've been saying this shit for years. <laughs> I've been saying this shit for years. And your, and your jewelry crazy. looking like they started they believing. They're calling me crazy. No, this is not. Ain't got nothing to do with that, nigga. That's a bill. <laughs> but like to hear you say that at the level that you at, it's like you know what I mean. Okay. There is a, 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 a level you can get to as a man and not be My restricted. granddaddy was like that, like and his granddaddy, like it, yeah. it, it was. running our family. But, it, but I say this to say, it's not a scenario to where it's, I mean, as Carlos would say, pimping and giving them game. It's actually real life shit. Right. Like it's, it's my culture. that's the game. But, but, but when you, when I say you can be happy. just how you play it. Here, here you go. You can be happier over here. Right. You know what I mean? Instead That's of pimping. Proper information motivates people. Hey, positive images making moves, making making power moves. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? But but you know, we gonna get into we we gonna get into all of the all the children and all you that. Your perspective. Right. Part, part two. Part two. We just the ladies and all that. No, the oh, next oh, time. Two. The next time. Hey, man. We know you might say some wrong shit. Man, we know you straight let you edit it out over here. No, I'm tripping. We wouldn't let you say nothing crazy. We know you're extremely busy. We appreciate you stopping through here and yeah, fucking with us, man. I like ten, we're 10 deep in there. Yeah. Come on, we're going to be in there more. Nick Cannon, 85 South. Let's get a picture right quick before yeah, we wrap yeah. up. Ow.
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep Tight Stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 